0: Oh, wait, do you want to clap it up? You want to clap that? Yeah, sure. All right. We'll one, find one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> this is just going to be a running joke that every time we try to do the clap, we just can't do it. And we, can, we fail at clapping. We can't do it. It's impossible. I guess not everyone is
1: well-versed in uh, compass.
2: Is that, is that what they do in flamenco, like the, uh... Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Las Palmas is the clapping, compas is the rhythm. See? Uh, we're cultured here. Yeah,
0: Swifty Dialogues. We endorse culture. It's an educational show, really, at its core. Today's lesson, flamenco. I
2: don't know, uh, at its core, it's just three assholes talking about whatever, and for the audience, we're not a review show. Uh, I won't consider us, like, we're gonna be reviewing a whole bunch of stuff, but I sort of wanted to, like, talk about WandaVision. So, at the time of this recording, uh, WandaVision, the series finale, premiered just yesterday. So when you're listening
1: three months from now, (laughs) this is going to be hot commentary when y'all listen to
0: this.
2: (laughs) Yeah. uh, To be fair, audience, I'm not sure when you're going to be listening to this. So, you know, we we are recording the day after the WandaVision series finale.
1: But this this show is timeless. So, you know, you can listen to this. Maybe your kids can listen to this. Maybe your grandkids will listen to this one day. And they'll all understand that we watched WandaVision
2: maybe by that time we'll have some merch and tell your grandkids tell your kids to buy our merch
0: (laughs) yeah maybe in the future when people listen to this they haven't seen wandavision and this will make them want to watch wandavision
2: if that's the case pay us disney
0: yes (laughs) if only it was that easy speaking of disney i have a disney story that's
1: unrelated to wandavision that i feel like i should tell um, have I ever told you about the time that I didn't get a job at Disney World because they told me in the interview I wasn't happy enough to work
0: there? <laughs> that does not surprise me, though. I'm being, I'm being dead serious. <laughs> I mean, they
1: were like, we don't think you're a happy enough person to have a job at Disney. It's happiest place in the world. And I was like, oh, man, that's, that's a bummer. I don't think you helped my mood at all uh, with that one. <laughs> uh sorry for your loss didn't work out are you happy now no (laughs) nothing's changed i was trying to be a photographer photographer at the
0: park you would what would you photograph at the park just like people walking by
1: you know the the people like be one of those guys that's like hey hey you want you want your picture taken you know right at the entrance
0: Oh, and then you're like, 50 bucks. <laughs> I think they denied
2: Rob because he applied to be a bathroom photographer. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: people weren't really
2: uh, for that.
1: So yeah, going into this, I already have like a little bit of a bias against Disney. Um, but I like the Mandalorian. So I was like, uh, I don't know, it might be good.
2: Actually, going into WandaVision, that was going to be my first question to all of you. What's your history with the MCU? Have you kept up, or is this like just one of the random Marvel shows you decided to like watch, or how well-versed are you?
0: I was never really into comic books, so my only knowledge of the MCU is purely from movies starting in 2008 and on. Is that when Iron Man was released, 2008? Yeah, the first Iron Man in 2008 um, to start the series, and I've seen every movie i grew up watching the shows
1: mostly and mostly not the ones that are part of the mcu so like i grew up watching like the spider-man animated series and spider
2: blood uh, spider blood
1: radioactive spider blood yeah and the other one uh, up x-men that that was the other one x-men ah great series
2: oh with that sick-ass guitar solo
1: yeah yeah cyclops was still like a badass and not like a little pussy like he was in their movies and then of course not related at all but um batman fan but again mostly just tv shows and then i've seen all the movies but i took like a break in the middle of them and was like ah these are just origin stories i i kind of don't care anymore and then i didn't come back until avengers um infinity war and then I like rewatched all the ones that I missed after I saw Infinity War.
0: Yeah, I'm basically in the same place. I've seen movies from X Men to Marvel to what have you, but um, I watched Agents of Shield, which <laughs> that's actually a good show. So I haven't seen it. No, that's what coming into the show. I would I had all that background coming into the show, and the first episode just what the fuck, you know, out of nowhere. Very strange.
2: Very different. Yeah, going in, I also grew up watching, you know, a whole bunch of the stuff. I read, like, maybe a few of the comics, but not really. Uh, just old comics from, like, the 80s and early 90s that my brother collected. And then I went, I watched all the MCU movies, and I watched the Netflix shows. Then they
1: got canceled. Oh, the Netflix ones. That's, like, the best of the whole franchise, in my opinion. We can talk about that another day, but... Uh, daredevil yes that's a good good series yeah totally was um but you know what let's do a daredevil review show today you let's let's wait for wandavision won't be relevant anyway when this comes
0: out let's just let's just talk about daredevil how how much of a badass he is 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 that relevant even now (laughs) (laughs) just the character in general (laughs) just how he's a blind lawyer and he (laughs) just fucking fucks people up (laughs) it's okay we we can talk about Scarlet Witch though. No, that that's fine.
2: No, we'll we'll just dis- we'll discuss Daredevil
0: in our Ben Affleck Appreciation episode. Yes, yes, yes of course. course. It's right after the Sinbad Appreciation Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Annual Ben
1: Affleck yes. appreciation episode. <laughs> Semi annual. Semi annual. We'll have it like three times a year. Mm.
0: I was thinking weekly. <laughs> a tribute to all of his great works.
1: And on today, we're going to talk about the classic Argo, and also, uh... Fuck, what was (laughs) it? Gone Girl? Was it Gone Girl? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gone Girl. Wanda. Wanda was quite a Gone Girl, huh?
2: Yeah, so going into this (laughs) show, I, uh... I was really... I I was just a little on edge because the abc shows like agents of shield and whatnot are no longer canon the uh and
1: Inhumans was trash that was trash uh then
2: like uh the netflix shows are no longer canon so i was like okay round four let's do this another round of fucking tv shows let's see if these actually stay canon but i did actually end up really liking it and was really surprised When the show first started, what do you guys think about the direction, especially like that first, those first two
1: episodes? I knew going into it what it it was going to be. I think I probably knew too much. Uh, I, you know, had like read up about how they were going to parody a, you know, show from each decade. I've seen those shows that they were parodying too. So it was like more funny for me with that experience of like having seen like Dick Van Dyke show with my parents and like how cheesy and stupid they are and how faithful they were to that kind of thing yeah uh
2: same i i did
1: also read up a lot of stuff before
2: the show came out and going in i was like a lot of people were pissed they were like this is boring it's like well like this is the point they're setting something up
0: yeah the whole thing about people thinking it's boring at first i was one of those people I just saw the first episode I had nothing to work with but once I read online more into it and how it's based on the House of M comics which now watching it makes me want to read more into comic books and like but uh when you read into it then yeah like Rob said you're not really surprised by how Wanda's creating a fake reality and you just want to know how she got there and that the whole time in the first two episodes, you're just like, what's the premise? Because you don't even see a clear line until maybe like episode three or four.
2: Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. It's like, it could be boring at first if you're not really into like that whole black and white TV shows and stuff like that. But it's the mystery that sort of keeps you hooked. So like, yeah. if you're going in, if you haven't watched like, let's say Infinity War at least, and see Vision die, spoiler alert. Or Age of Ultron.
0: Need to watch Age of Ultron, for sure.
2: It's the mystery that keeps you hooked. And, like, uh, you know, specifically speaking about the first two episodes, in which 90% of it is, like, that stereotypical, uh, you know, 50s, 60s sitcom format. It's when they break out of that out of nowhere in, like, those sort of, like, horror-type
1: shots. I wish it went a little more horror. Like, they were, like, right on the cusp sometimes. I wish they could have Pushed it just a little bit more over the edge. But, you know, it's Disney, so um
0: has to be happy. <laughs> yeah. It kind of gave me a vibe like experimentation. Like she was put into a simulation. But then, yeah, you find out later that, spoiler alert, she made the simulation. Wait, she made the simulation? Oh, fuck. I didn't finish it. Oh, man, you should watch the show, bro. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm trying to listen to the hippest record, but I don't
1: know how. Hey, Simple Cinder, I'm Dr. Rob. And have you heard about the Swifty Dialogue Stereo System, now powered by Steam? No way! Steam? Like the PC video game platform? No, dumbass! Like an actual steam engine! Uh, that doesn't sound... efficient. You just simply find the most convenient spot in your home, set it down, and the Swifted Dialog system does the rest. No power cord required! Uh, okay, but... Now we just install our mobile 20-man crew shoveling the coal into the steam-powered engine! WHAT THE FUCK! MY WALL! And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the power of the Swifty Dialog Stereo System powered by Steam.
0: Oh my god. Why would you do this to me? I didn't ask for this. My wall is totally broken. Deal with it.
1: It was such a missed opportunity to not have like a full house parody. Yeah, and I have that actually in my notes as well.
0: No, I thought they did that in the nineties t- type, or before Malcolm and Min- in the middle episode. There was this kind of Full House type show, like, but it wasn't full on like the Full House reference. No,
1: I think it was a different show that they were referencing. I, I, have, I might have to look it up. They were
2: referencing the one with
0: Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Uh, oh. Uh, in the eighties. With the uncle, right? Because Pietro was the uncle. Yeah, you're right. I forgot the name of that.
1: Family
2: Ties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so the only reference that I know of to Full House in the show is when they did that 80s parody episode, uh when they did that the intro, there was a shot that looks almost exactly like it was taken out of Full House. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah.
2: Um but aside from that, they didn't lean too heavily into that. No. But um yeah. I'm with you there, Rob, because when they skipped from the 80s to Malcolm in the Middle, which I feel like was more, like, early 2000s, yeah, um, I was like, where's the 90s? Like, you know, there's, there was Friends, there was... Well, Friends was the 90s. I, you know, Full
1: House. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. They didn't choose any of the greats. There was Family Matters they skipped over. Yeah, the 90s. <laughs> Couldn't Vision have been a perfect Urkel? <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> um was Roseanne 80s or 90s I think I was 90s
1: doesn't matter I don't know. Roseanne was a pretty big hit back in the day yeah. yeah Roseanne was so important to my upbringing I don't know what I'd do without <laughs> Roseanne
0: you'd be in a ditch <laughs> yeah <laughs> Roseanne brought you out of the ditch
2: when you made it to like Let's say past the the first two episodes, like in the middle of the episodes when all the Pietro stuff and the sword stuff was happening and all the fan theory stuff was really starting to bubble up. What were your own personal fan theories that you had, if you had any?
0: Yeah, I thought she stole the body, like they said, and reanimated it with her power. Because if she had the ability to create a whole goddamn town that shifts generations, (laughs) shifts decades, every like episode then you can have the ability to reanimate vision's body but then also she has the power of the mind stone and basically why not why couldn't she just create another vision i had this theory when i was watching it that the
1: nosy neighbor character was actually secretly a witch that was going to try and absorb all of her power and um you know kill her and and, and, you know, um, a white version of Vision would kill the fictional version of Vision. You're full of shit. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then that Darcy bitch would, like, run into that one guy with her car. I had this theory that all of that would happen in, in like, at least the finale of this season.
0: Goddamn, Rob, you gotta play the lottery. <laughs> I had a theory in which uh,
2: the fucking director of SWORD he was he was keen into shooting kids. I was like, I don't know. I, just looking at that guy, he likes to shoot kids.
0: Yeah, he didn't even fucking hesitate. <laughs> he, he looked at those kids. He shot for them first, right? Wanda was there too. Yeah, he had time in between just unleashing a clip that he could have been like, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I think he was all aiming at that one kid, too. You know, the shittier one? Yeah. All of those bullets were just going to hit that one fucking kid. Yeah. You know, everyone else is just like, what was that, dude? And he's just like, man, I just don't like kids. Even Agatha would have, like, stopped and been like, did did you see that? (laughs) Why didn't he shoot Agatha? Yeah. She's this, like, spectral being with all this purple magic shit. He's got a clear line of sight because she's in the air.
0: And he, he goes for the kid that's just standing there. Yeah, it makes no sense. He's like, fuck this kid in particular. He's not even real. He just, and then he ends up shooting the woman at Photon. Yes, that's her superhero name. Why does Photon give a shit about these fictional kids? Why did she
1: jump in the way? She's
0: a good person.
1: Also, they, they could have stopped the bullets, but she's like, oh, these imaginary creations are going to get hurt by a bullet. She, she yeah. doesn't know that they're imaginary. Yeah. I thought she was onto it.
0: But props to her for just guessing that she's bulletproof. <laughs> you are just <laughs> yes. really guessing there. You're like, hope to God all these bullets don't just kill me. That was a gamble. Oh yeah, I could phase shift into light.
1: They should have named her Gamble. I mean, that's a better name, right? What the fuck is even Photon about her?
2: Well... If- Unfortunately that name that name is already taken uh by the superhero Gamble, who has a gambling addiction. (laughs) And he somehow saves his days that way. He's on fan duel all the time. No, he infiltrates criminal organizations, borrows their money, gambles it away, (laughs) and then runs them out of business. (laughs) Gamble.
1: (laughs) The gambler He doesn't even lose it in like a fun way. He just like plays the penny slots for hours and hours.
0: <laughs> he
1: goes in, takes a bunch of money, just like... Ch-ching.
2: I really feel it this time. I got it. I got
0: it. Oh, I lost. He's, he's just chain-smoking cigs. He's like, oh, yeah, this is what I live for. <laughs> he doesn't even go to
1: Vegas. He goes to Atlantic City like he's just trying to lose the money
0: no dude he doesn't even go to atlantic city he just goes to like a reservation in ohio It's just like (laughs) (laughs) it's casino out there the mississippi casino boats yes that's where he lives
1: that sounds like fun yeah right yeah
0: take that back
1: they should make a show about him you know maybe that could be the next thing you know wanda ends up spending some time with gamble and Tries to help him through his gambling addiction. I don't know. I'm just workshopping the idea right now.
2: Wanda,
0: I see that you're depressed. (laughs) Have you tried the slot machines? (laughs) Is that Count Chocula? (laughs) Oh, so he's helping
1: her. Yeah. You might be able to develop your reward system again. (laughs) (laughs) Just play the slots, Wanda. Play the slots
0: he's a ghost apparently i don't know why he's a ghost he's that he's somewhere between a ghost and count chocula
1: he's just making fun of her because vision's dead he's constantly just fucking with her like i'm vision go gamble and then she like zaps him i don't know it's a work in progress but we'll have a script by the end of the day so bizarre to me when i was watching i think it was the eighth episode the second to last one when they're retconning wanda's backstory and they like pitch her as this girl who grew up watching all these american sitcoms for no reason and like bombs go off and the tv's still there and fucking malcolm in the Middle's on and she's like surviving this <laughs> onslaught of destruction and somehow manages to see fucking how like Oh, (laughs) running around or whatever the fuck happens.
2: What was the bizarre part? Her watching sitcoms or or that it was a war torn
1: area? Well, just the, the combination of both at the same time. You know, like she's surviving this horrible destruction outside. And the one thing that survived was Malcolm in the fucking middle on the TV in front of her.
0: Yeah, that is pretty impossible. The TV still has power. I think it's possible. Like I don't know about you guys, but
2: your boy here has relatives in third world areas, and like when I go visit them, it's surprising the American media that they have, and in how it ranges from like really modern stuff to like really obscure shit. Are, is your family Sokovian? It can be. You don't know me like that. <laughs> <laughs> so what if that country's fictional?
1: They can be yeah right (laughs) but it was just so absurd to just like retcon this obsession of hers like if they had i don't know shown her with like a case of the office or something you know when she was at the avengers compound or like if she had been making references to sitcoms and her dialogue it would have felt more real but they're just like oh, yeah, this whole time Wanda's been obsessed with American sitcoms from the early decades, one per decade, and she was watching them the night everybody died, and somehow the TV survived, and Malcolm in the Middle was on. I mean, it's,
2: eh, I don't know. I'm I'm personally okay with it, because, like, one, we don't know that it's actually one per decade that she had. Maybe she had, like, a bit wider collection. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) And then, two, because the influx of, like, American media is that tiny, that it is possible that it's that really eclectic mix of, of sitcoms. So I'm okay with that. And, like, you've met Germans and Russians and shit like that before, Rob, like, at least in school. Yeah. Uh, and I've had conversations with them where, in which they're like, oh, we don't even watch German in, or Russian or
0: whatever country they're from TV. It's mostly just American stuff. So that's, that's what they're trying to play on. That's how people learn English and... That's how they learned about American culture.
2: The acting of the young girl, Wanda, was a little weird for me. It was like the way she was like,
1: Hello, Papa! Thank you for the shows! And
2: she's like, <laughs> just Maniacally looking at TVs. It's like, it seemed a little too much, or like too much on the nose for me. But aside from that, the entire scenario I was okay with.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. It's just weird
1: when you're creating a fictional country and trying to set the characters and their um, culture all within a fictional mindset that could be believable but at the same time isn't like offensive to
0: anyone yeah but that little girl though if you played the different music to her like creepy smile it could have been a horror movie for sure
2: <laughs> yeah especially when they close in on her smile on the tv is like Oof,
0: back back away 10 feet please <laughs> yeah, they need to not close up on their face. But besides that, they did a good job of, like... The old, they, they meant to show how that missile that hit their house said Stark on it, and that would like, also related to a story that Wanda told Tony Stark, so... Right. Uh, yeah, uh, she told it to um, to or Ultron, maybe not
2: actually. Ultron, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, she told it to Ultron. And Pietro told it to Ultron.
1: Yeah, yeah that was a good connection you know they've yeah. they've been doing that since like day one because that was a borrowed kind of thing from when uh iron man had the same thing happen to him in the first movie you know he yes exactly he... he sees the stark logo on it yeah i just
2: saw that uh like two days ago and i was like oh shit i started picking up on like little things like oh wow they paid that off <laughs> Yeah, I think one point that I wasn't a huge fan of, of the series finale, though, is when uh, it it happened all in one scene, and that was when Agent Wu, when he was, like, handcuffed, and uh, he was trying to distract uh, the director. Mm Hayward. So he could get the phone and everything. Two things about that. Um, Actually, three things. One, I hate what... Eight things. Ten things. I feel like the more we continue with this, the more we're just going to turn into uh, Count Chocula.
1: (laughs) Ten things I hate about Hayward. Ten things I hate about Hayward. This summer, starring Elizabeth Smart.
2: (laughs) I don't like how he was trying to give like a James Bond type of fucking exposition and like, explaining his plan to agent Wu, like oh you're gonna go away anyway oh yeah let me explain my entire plan to
1: you that's always corny and
2: then he topped it off with a goddamn pun if
0: only you had a little bit more vision <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: that was pretty weak and they didn't even kill him for that you know like usually when a bad guy in a movie says something that stupid later at some point he gets killed and they didn't kill him
2: Usually, you don't kill people over puns, Rob. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, but, you know,
0: like uh, the poetic justice or whatever that happens in movies. Like, you do something so bad. No, I think that was for the children. They, they didn't want, like, someone to actually die. <laughs> they got close, though. Um, I will also say that
1: generally overall, but especially in the villains like Hayward and um, Agnes the dialogue was a little weak. Like, Wanda and Vision's dialogue was fine, but, like, the other characters, you know, they, like, they tell you the story a little too much rather than just kind of, like, talk like normal people. Like, that whole episode with Agnes, she's just, like, walking around Wanda like, ooh, you have a little bit of traumatic history, don't you, Wanda? You had, your brother died, and your dad died, and on this day, your mom died, and on this page in the Wikipedia article, Vision got killed, and (laughs) You know, just, like, really explicitly explaining the story to to Wanda for the dumb people at home who are like, I only watched Endgame twice. I don't know what you mean. That's how I naturally talk
2: to people who recently had family died. (laughs)
0: Really really. (laughs) condescendingly. I heard your grandmother died. Oh, yeah, we get it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that was just natural dialogue. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: No. But, yeah, it... Her and, like you said, with Hayward, both were just spoon-feeding the audience plot points in case we forgot or aren't paying attention or um, don't, you know, really understand anything that's going on other than the
0: scene we're, we're in currently. Yeah, he was a bad dude overall. Then there was the, uh, let's see,
2: the second thing was when Agent Wu um, was distracting him and he was like, he managed to take the phone. That on its own was a was fine, I suppose. But when you look, when you pay attention in the background,
0: he had like three guards staring at Agent Wu. <laughs> <laughs> none Keep of them guard. None of them saw this happen. None of them
1: cared. They're not paid enough. This Hayward guy, he's cutting the budget across the whole project. He's yeah. he's the real villain for that.
0: Yeah, they also lost a bunch of people to the Hex, so they all turned into carnies. What else are you going to do? <laughs> just got to let it slide. <laughs> so does Agnes still have powers or did she just like drain her as well? Uh, She still has powers. Yeah, because she would have been an old woman if she was totally drained. I didn't fully understand that whole power
1: exchange thing. It was very Dragon Ball Z to me.
0: Yeah, she definitely went Super Saiyan in that episode. Well, actually, a Super Saiyan is, um... <laughs> according to the director's cut, <laughs> A giant ape who
1: lives on the planet Vegeta? Vegeta? <laughs> <laughs> what got you got the
2: entire concept of a Super Saiyan wrong, and so, worst <laughs> episode ever. <laughs> so... The last thing I think that I really have to criticize about the show, or at least the finale, was at the end when, you know, the spell is broken and, you know, Wanda is walking away from the empty house. And then she meets up with uh, Agent Rambo. Um, not sure why I said yes. it that way. Rambo. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she's like, I would have done the same. Now, go off. Get out of here, you scamp.
0: (laughs) Yo, right? Like, (laughs) they were like, peace out, Wanda. No repercussions. She's committed so many fucking crimes. You tortured
1: hundreds of people (laughs) at once for weeks. Including
0: Monica. Yeah. How did the kids stay alive, though? Like, were they locked in their rooms and then... Did she let them leave to go eat or drink or? I thought the kids weren't real. Yeah. Well, no, Not but like the in the spook in the spooktober or spooktacular episode or whatever it was, that's where all the kids were. They were like oh, oh, finally yeah, out the and kids. about. Yeah. The and then he was like, "Where were you hiding them up until this point?" I had to rewatch it because I was like, "Yeah, wait, what the f?" Because they bring up where are the kids, but. They don't tell you till later that the kids are just in their bedrooms, like locked in there. (laughs) It's so strange until Wanda's like, yeah, come out and play. (laughs) She was protecting them from Hayward, who has this fucking fetish about shooting children. (laughs) Yo, I know. (laughs) Yeah, that's the, the secret plot line. She was just protecting them. That's actually what really started the whole Hex thing
1: was, you know, she saw Hayward shoot a child. She's like, oh, fuck, I got to start this vision. I need help. And then, you know, boom, the whole thing happened.
2: What would you guys think of the whole boner thing?
1: Oh, the boner I had the whole time? Uh, It was fine. You know, I have that every episode, so. How would you rate
2: it out of ten? Uh, like, five out of ten out of your boners or, like... <laughs> Zero out of ten will never boner again. So uh, my
1: rating system for boners is just um, on off. It's binary. You know, it's, it's either. Yeah. See one or yes zero. or no.
2: Boner. I I hardly even know her.
1: Is that the name of the real actor?
0: Is that his... no no no. No, I like I like how they went meta with it though, and they they use the actor who mm-hmm. plays. Uh, I guess, Peter. That's what his name is in X-Men. And then he's the son of Magneto in that universe. But in a totally different universe, I guess. You got Pietro. Yeah. Yeah, you got Pietro, who's brothers with Wanda. But then, Doctor Strange. Well, he's gonna join Wanda's universe soon. That's the next movie that's coming out. This is all a plug, really, for Doctor Strange and... Wanda to like create one movie together.
2: All the Marvel movies are just plugs for the next one.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They did a great job of plugging their other movies as well as like leaving. Actually, up more. I will say Endgame probably feels like the
1: only one that really could just like stand alone and not make you feel like okay, what's the next one gonna be? And yeah. Maybe it's because yeah, they totally. didn't do the credits tag at the end. But at the end of Endgame, you're like, oh. Finally get that relief of like, okay, wow, that, that all paid off. But
0: uh... yeah, WandaVision though, WandaVision, bro. I think Agnes, that actress, uh, I forget her name, but she plays a great evil villain that you never really see coming. You know, she kind of sneaks up on you. You know, she's up to some shady shit though, because she just always has a good mood and you could see in other episodes, she would act like sketchy when she was talking to other people. But for a little bit of time, I thought, was she the one controlling the people? And then Wanda just created the reality. But no, it sounds like Wanda also controlled people and controlled reality. But then my question is, how did she do that? Yo, was she just living there in the in the town? And she was like, oh, it just so happens you fucking caught a witch. Joke's on you. (laughs) Like, you think you're gonna hex my town? what are the chances
1: yeah i don't understand what agnes was doing with her life up until this point you know she's just been like doing small petty crime and you know getting away with like little things under the radar and stuff obviously she's evil but Mm -hmm. see uh now what
2: would have worked now that you bring that up that that's a good point i didn't think about like one what was she fucking doing there to begin with yeah exactly what would have really i think helped the ending is if they did something like oh it turned out that while agnes was chilling there this entire time she was actually doing some fucked up shit to the people when wanda showed up and did her alternate reality it actually did end up helping them in the sense of like yeah they were still in a trance but it was subduing like let's say agatha's power that way at the end it made wanda's fucking action a little bit more sympathetic rather than like oh get out of here you scamp By you guys but there are times where I just feel like really low energy like I can't really stay awake I, I think I'm just working too hard but I'm just
0: hello young man do you ever feel exhausted in the middle of the day do you use dual pods well we have the product for you meth pods they are compatible with your favorite electronic cigarette these pods will keep you alert for weeks to come ha! Ah, you won't have a sleepy moment in the foreseeable future not recommended for people under the age of five side effects may include zombie tendencies bad breath diarrhea hallucinations missing teeth chlamydia divorce anal leakage terrible family gatherings disappointment of
1: father unfortunate friends that steal your money violent episodes hearing a cat in the
2: background for some reason
1: that's my cat, man. It's because I don't have enough uh, jewel pod stuff with the meth in it. Or you're having a little too much. Now available at CVS.
2: Overall thoughts on the show? What you think about it?
0: How it ended? And would you recommend? Yes. 100% recommend. Yeah. Well, I watched the whole way through, though. Do not stop.
1: I, I liked it. But um, unlike The Mandalorian, I don't think I would probably enjoy watching it a second time through. Disney has really like set the bar high with Mandalorian. I feel like all of their shows are going to be compared to it and maybe won't uh, stack up. And you got to think, you know, Jon Favreau directing and producing and, and all that, like, they... They really need him on more projects if uh, they want to keep making like top tier kind of quality.
2: Yeah. So wait, Jon Favreau didn't do WandaVision, did he? No, he no. did
1: Mandalorian, but he also did Iron Man. So he's like the yeah. reason for the lot. success of the MCU. If it wasn't for like, you know, Iron Man being a hit, none of these other things would have been made and he's starting to do that with Star Wars now. He's kind of like switched gears and you know, I feel like that's probably going to be the better entity uh, for a while.
2: He also, like, was the one who stood up for uh, Robert Downey Jr. When everyone was like, no, he's too high risk. He was like, no, we need him to be Iron Man.
1: Yeah, perfect casting. Absolutely.
2: Um, I would recommend the show. Uh, I think this is a, there are a few episodes here and there that, like, I wouldn't mind watching again. But, like, watching the whole series again, I probably won't do that anytime soon and with the mandalorian and this show i'm really starting to realize how spoiled i was with the uh, just releasing the whole season at once formula because mm-hmm. i would have totally binge watched it and not slept but the thing is too is like it did keep like the fans interested for a long period of time and i agree we only have like we only have like a week left another week until like the next show starts uh falcon and the winter soldier
1: and that'll probably be more action oriented yeah. That was something I also missed from WandaVision. I you know, I know this is like a basic complaint, you know, not very highbrow of me, but I I like action and you know, if I'm gonna suspend my belief to allow a reality where Wanda and Vision exist, you know, I wanna see them like shooting bad guys and <laughs> you know, shit blowing up and stuff. Like, come on. You could have worked that in if you wanted to.
0: Yeah. The show was more of a kind of dramatic kind of artsy show. It's it's like they took a totally different approach. They they sprinkled in action at the end, but most of the show is just like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and then there's yeah. so many crazy theories. <laughs> and I like the theories though because they do follow the comic books, like they stay true. That's the one thing I like about the MCU in general. They try to stay true to the comic books as much as they can, but you can't hit everything. But yeah, and they adapt things in um uh, in a uh,
2: in creative ways. <laughs> but yeah, I will recommend the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I recommend it. Just uh, you know, on the assumption that you like Marvel kind of stuff. If if that's not your scene, clearly yeah. you won't like it.
0: Yeah, you might want to watch a couple movies before, just so you're not really in the whole
1: Yeah, you might want to watch Endgame, you know, the most financially successful movie ever of yeah. all time.
0: But no yeah. know, maybe But maybe other ones. Maybe you wanna watch the the one before Endgame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Infinity War will
2: probably be the one to watch since like that's the one where uh you know stuff happens to the two main characters yeah but they talk yeah.
0: about an end game so same difference yeah you really just need to watch the four avenger movies and then you'll have a pretty good idea i don't know if you even need the first one. First no. one's not like, oh no
1: too yeah. story
0: driven no nah, just nah, uh age just, of ultron uh, and the end game of
2: ultron
1: infinity
0: war and, and end s- civil yeah. war maybe civil war yeah
1: oh yeah civil war is yeah. good
2: You need you need civil war because like that's that shows like why uh
0: Wanda escaped and like yeah why uh yeah overall watch WandaVision it's a great show. Yep, and
2: uh, I echo that same thought and also Disney pay us.
0: Yeah, you Uh, know I'm happier now. Maybe you can hire me back.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Rob, Rob wants employment
0: again if uh if rob
2: isn't happy enough for this podcast i don't mind letting him go disney just pay me (laughs) hey everyone thanks for listening to our podcast swifty dialogues was brought to you by your hosts rob cinda and myself ariel you can support us by subscribing to our podcast on apple music spotify or any other major podcast services subscribe to youtube channel for exclusive content such as animated shorts Find us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Swifty Dialogues. If you want to learn more about us, visit our website at SwiftyDialogues.com. You can also contact us by filling out the form on our website or emailing us at info at Thanks again, and we'll see you next episode.